Steve says Queens heads up and throws me on there to which Spider-Man webs to and basically flies through the air. So, you know, Cap and Spider-Man have nicknames for each other. Queens and Brooklyn. Welcome to the Fangirl Report. Hello and welcome back to the Fangirl Report, your go-to place for theories, rants, and discussions about all things fandom. In today's episode, we'll be going over the best callbacks in Avengers Endgame. So whether you're tuning in from YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or another platform, thank you so much for joining us. Let's get started. So for our list, the callbacks consist of recurring jokes, or references to things that happened in other movies, repeated lines. I mean, Avengers Endgame was basically just a trip down memory lane. It was full of nostalgic moments. So in no particular order, we're starting with T'Challa in the final battle where he talks to Clint. Now, if you remember in Civil War, where Clint and T'Challa are fighting each other, Clint tells him, hi, we haven't met, I'm Clint. To which T'Challa replies, I don't care. However, in Endgame, when Clint is running with the Infinity Gauntlet and he's basically overwhelmed, in swoops T'Challa saying, Clint, give it to me. He remembered his name. He heard him. And it was very subtle, but it's still a nice little touch. Next on the list, we have Cap's broken shield. Now, if you remember in Age of Ultron, Wanda gave Tony a vision where he basically saw all of the Avengers dead and or dying on the floor. And next to Steve, his shield was basically broken in half. In Endgame, it was a horrifying moment where Thanos is just chopping away at Steve's shield until, yep, it was broken in half. Unlike Age of Ultron, though, Steve doesn't die. In fact, he tightens the shield straps and is ready to keep fighting with only a half a shield. Next, we have Thor hitting Tony with lightning. Now, in the first Avengers movie, this was more of an accidental thing on Thor's part, but when he struck Tony with lightning when they first met and were fighting, he powered up Tony's suit to something like 400%. I think it was a little over 400%. In Endgame, Tony uses his nanobots to basically create a power receiver, I guess, in his suit so that he could fire more blasts at Thanos. Basically Thor just giving Tony a power up. Again, kind of subtle, but a nice touch. Next on the list, we have Tony hugging Peter. Now, whether you like or accept the whole father-son relationship that Marvel presented Tony and Peter having, this was still a very sweet moment. In Homecoming, when Tony is dropping Peter off back at Queens after everything that happened in Civil War, he does this weird thing where he reaches over Peter to open the door, but Peter misunderstands and thinks it's a hug. Tony says, it's not a hug, we're not there yet. But in Endgame, after having Peter die in his arms and living without him for five years, Tony thinks that they're there and finally gives Peter his hug. Another Spider-Man Homecoming callback is the instant kill feature. In Homecoming, after Peter and Ned hack the spider suit and Peter has access to all of the features, including Karen, Peter discovers that there is an instant kill feature. And Karen just kind of keeps insisting that Peter uses it, even though Peter doesn't want to. Fast forward to Endgame when there's just hundreds of aliens surrounding him, Peter has no problem whatsoever activating instant kill, and it was a moment in the theater where the crowd just kind of went nuts and started screaming. And we finally got to see what instant kill actually does. Now a more heart-wrenching callback was the original arc reactor that Pepper basically had encased, saying, proof that Tony Stark has a heart. Now in the first Iron Man, like I said, the original arc reactor, Tony told Pepper to get rid of it, Pepper doesn't. Instead, she puts in like a little glass box with the engraving, proof Tony Stark has a heart, 
and we find out in Endgame that they kept it all those years and it's basically on this floral arrangement that Pepper puts out into the lake during Tony's funeral and it was a small detail but it brought forward so many emotions. Uh, I think I started crying even harder once I saw that on the screen. I wasn't expecting that and it's a detail that I'm really glad that Marvel decided to use in the end. Back to more lighthearted callbacks. We have Steve calling Peter Queens. Now in Civil War, when Spider-Man is fighting Captain America, there's a point where basically, you know, Spider-Man's beaten. Then Cap asks him, you know, where you're from. Peter answers Queens, to which Steve says, oh, Brooklyn. In Endgame, after Peter activates instant kill but is still being overwhelmed and is calling out for help, Steve says Queens heads up and throws me on there, to which Spider-Man webs to and basically flies through the air. So, you know, Cap and Spider-Man have nicknames for each other. Queens and Brooklyn. Next on the list, I think, is my personal favorite callback in this movie, and it is On Your Left. I don't think this one needs much explaining. I think we all know in The Winter Soldier, when Steve first meets Sam, keeps speeding past him as they're going for a run, saying, On Your Left. In Endgame, Sam finally gets his revenge, saying, On Your Left, over the comms, leading into the portal scene, which is absolutely gorgeous. Before we get to the last two, I do want to list some honorable mentions. Captain Marvel flying through Thanos' ship, basically a reference to when she flew through Ronan's ships. Morgan asking Happy for cheeseburgers, a direct reference to when Tony asked Happy for cheeseburgers in the first Iron Man movie. And also Hope calling Steve Cap, which was something she made fun of Scott of in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So to finish off the list of best callbacks, we have Cap lifting Mjolnir. Now, whether you are a Marvel fan or not, whether you have seen previous movies or not, this was a moment where everybody just lost their minds. It's a reference to Age of Ultron where the Avengers are all at Avengers Tower and basically challenging each other to see who can lift Mjolnir, to which, you know, nobody really can. Steve, however, does make it shift a little bit to the point where Thor kind of has this look in his eye like, oh my god, this can't be happening. There's conflicting reports as to whether Steve could actually lift Mjolnir in Age of Ultron, but in Endgame he does, and he does it with no hesitation whatsoever. And of course, we cannot forget Tony Stark saying, I am Iron Man. It was the very last line from the first Iron Man film. It was the line that basically started and ended the entire Infinity Saga. And it was a moment that even though you knew that Tony Stark was probably about to die, you still couldn't help but cheer because yeah, he is Iron Man and he just saved the universe. Part of the reason why I think Endgame was so successful is because of how it pays homage to the previous movies, to the stories and the characters that we've spent over a decade getting to know and to love. It was basically a tribute to everything that Marvel Studios had accomplished. And because of that, it was such a great experience. Speaking of paying tribute, I want you to hit the notification bell because in the next episode of the Fangirl Report, I'm covering why Jedi Fallen Order was such a great video game, including the way it pays tribute to the Star Wars movies. As always, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your time. I appreciate you. Bye, guys.